Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. Uh, my name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. And Chris, I guess since we're on The Athletic now, I should shout out the Blue Check. I'm verified. So if you didn't catch my at name, look for the Blue Check. Uh, Chris, go ahead. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206, and that's C-Kidd206. And if you're listening to this, uh, you probably saw me on Twitter solicit listener questions, and you saw me mention that Chris was uh, shirtless in D.C. over the the holiday weekend. (laughs) Whether that was true or not, he is currently shirtless right now (laughs) as we record. I mean, we're in the the comfort of his home, so I mean, it makes sense, but I just want to point that out, that even after flying across the country, Chris, still... Without a shirt, uh, but uh, we're not here to talk about Chris's shirt. It's not a legend. <laughs> we want to take a picture. That's good. Cool. I'm talking about in DC. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, anyway, we are here to talk about some other events that happened uh, over the weekend. Uh, a lot of dudes were cut from their NFL teams, including thirty some Seahawks, I believe. Yeah, thirty seven is the total, but you know, IR and practice squad stuff like that. Uh, and then a big trade was made. Chris, did you hear about it oh, while man. you were gone? Yeah, yeah, you, you heard about it, it, man. You you said, Chris. Unfortunately, the trade is most likely going to happen while you are gone. Most likely Saturday. Yep. yep and yep. of course, I'm three hours ahead in the future. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I got the yeah. news before all of y'all. But on a serious note, yeah. The news of Jadavian Clowney being traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Well, here, here's why I thought that would go down, right? Because in the NFL, I've learned. I've only been covering the NFL for like three years now. But I've learned when there's smoke, there's fire. I think I've mentioned this with some other deals that have gone down. When you start hearing these rumors from legitimate people, you know, not like when Colin Coward said the New York thing about Russ. That was, <laughs> that was nonsense. Like, that was not smoke. That was stupidity. When there's stupidity, there's usually not a lot to back it. But when there's smoke, a lot of times the NFL, there's fire. So I think the report was from Aaron Wilson, who said something to the effect of, hey, Jadavian prefers, he doesn't want to go to Miami, which makes sense. Their coach is an idiot, and their owner, uh, anyway. Uh, and I can see why he didn't want to go Miami. Let's just put it that way. He prefers, I think it was Philly, Indy, and Seattle. I'm pretty sure I'm Philly and Seattle. I'm not sure about Indy. Uh, basically, he wanted to go to a team that could win a Super Bowl and that had a competent quarterback and was a good organization. Philly, Indy, and Seattle hit all those. Looks like he talked to uh, Dwayne Brown and was like, yo, what's it like up there? Somehow they got to start talking about weather. I'm not sure. <laughs> like if the, one of the cells here is not the weather. I don't know what <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne probably even live here when the weather's good. <laughs> <laughs> to be it's honest. a great point. Yeah, like where Dwayne move probably has like a house here. Obviously, comes in like what July, and is out here by January, and goes wherever. You know, the weather's not great uh, in that time. But anyway, once I saw those tweets, I was like, yeah, Jadavian's here. I'm pretty sure I tweeted it myself. Like, yo, Jadavian's gonna be a Seahawk by next week. What do you know? It's Monday night, Chris. He's a Seahawk, and the Seahawks. Um. They, I don't want to say they robbed the Houston Texans, but they robbed the Houston Texans. Like, yeah. What's going on over there? Man. They give up. They. Give, I like, Jade, uh, excuse me, I like Jacob Martin. I like Barkevious Mingo. But, I mean, if you're going to lose Jadavian Clowney, who, by the way, I think I wrote this in my story, too, that just uh, came out on The Athletic about Jadavian Clowney. Not the first one, the one that just came out after we heard from him Monday. I wrote that he had the leverage in the situation, which he did. He could control kind of what happens because he didn't want to sign his franchise tender uh, unless it was uh, he was going to get traded to a team that was a contender, right? Correct. 
which is fine. But he also said Monday that before he found out he was going to get traded to Seattle, he planned to report to work. So if he was going to show up and play, then you're just looking at an Earl Thomas situation from last year where, he, yeah, he's pissed, but he'll still show up and play. So if that's the case, did he really have the leverage? And I don't. I think the answer is no. Am I tripping? Mm, I don't think you are, but to your point about leverage, it's one of those decisions where you still want to play the game and you want to play for a team that is contending or is going to have an opportunity to make it to the postseason or even a Super Bowl. Is that not Houston? That's the. I mean, is it Houston? I think so. I think they, especially with the with Andrew Luck gone, the division's wide open. Your other quarterbacks are, I think, Mariota and uh, Jacoby Brissett, and who's who else is a quarterback? The other he sucks, Nick mm. Foles. So your other quarterbacks are Nick Foles, whoever's the quarterback in Tennessee, and uh, I think that might be Ryan Tannehill. Actually, yeah, I think they're in a, the, the. If he was going to show up to work to play for the Texans, the Texans could have been a Super Bowl contender. No, maybe he felt a different way. That's uh, something. Well, now it doesn't matter because he's in Seattle. Well, but that is irrelevant. But it's one of those situations where he just wasn't happy in Houston for whatever reason it may have been. He wasn't getting the money he thought he deserved. Well, he definitely wasn't getting the money. Uh, reportedly, maybe not reportedly, just people I've talked to have said he wanted like top of the league money for defenders like Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, you know, that type of realm. So if that's what he wanted, I can see why Houston was like, hey, bro, no. We don't yeah. even like you. I've heard that the way they talk about his like work ethic and everything, and like basically they didn't want to make a guy like that the highest paid player. On and the maybe team. that's another thing. He felt that he is worthy of it, and the Texans are looking at him saying, "Okay, you don't show up to practice. You don't do the." I mean, he shows up to practice. Okay, you it show was up about to practice, his work ethic at work, practice. Your work ethic isn't. You're not doing what JJ Watt does. Let's say JJ Watt is a standout guy. He's the guy that shows up to practice and competes on every drill. Whereas Jadavian Clowney, according to reports doesn't do that he is i'm this big shot guy pay me or i'm out or it's earl thomas pay me and i put in the work and i do you do the job still and you still don't pay me so you know what i'm gonna go elsewhere to get paid it doesn't sound like jadavian clowney will be back with the texans in the future how's that sound no 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 the, the relationship is ruined that's why it's really important and you want to talk about how this deal got made Dwayne brown made this deal happen yes like we knew that saturday or sunday i'm pretty sure well, no, it was Friday night. You were across the world, but Dwayne Brown, <laughs> Dwayne Brown had like tweeted a bunch of eye emojis. I saw that. I right? did. I did see all that. I saw all of it going down, and I was wondering, hmm. Yeah. So Friday night uh, was basically when the tr- the trade got agreed to, right? So Dwayne Brown like helps facilitate that way, and then we find out Monday that not only did he sell Clowney on it, he was like, "Hey, bro, it's lit. Come through." That's basically what he said. Uh, and then with including like great weather, which. Dude, what? I mean, I like Seattle. I do. I'm from here. You're from here, too. Great weather is not a sell here. It looks cool for like four months. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I want, I just. There's eight other months where it's just, it's crappy. You can't, nobody can drive. If it snows, <laughs> we just panic around here. That's, anyway, Dwayne Brown told Jadavian, it's lit, come through. Jadavian's like, cool, I'll, th- I'll think about it. And then he tells the Seahawks, hey, man, it's lit, sign him. It's like, well, what about his work ethic? Nah, bro, it's good. I practiced with him for how many years were they together? Three? 2014, 15, 16, four years. 2014, 15, 16, and then half of 17. So basically three, like and, three half. and a half years. So Dwayne's like, yo, he's good money. It's on me. Send him over. So he sells both sides of this. That's pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, I think for the, the team to trust a guy like that, and they haven't had Dwayne for that long. 
It's not like Bobby Wagner was selling them, you know, or someone like Russell or maybe even Doug. But I guess they couldn't because they've always been Seahawks. But, like, that shows the trust that the Seahawks have in Dwayne to be like, yo, we feel you. I mean, the numbers stand out themselves. You know, Clowney's been to, what, three Pro Bowls straight? Like, he's one of the best edge defenders in the league. Not edge rushers, edge defenders. Like, he gets at running backs and quarterbacks. So the numbers showed for itself. But you can tell that the Seahawks were like, okay, cool. If Dwayne's also back in this, then whatever those red flags that he has, because those are real. Like, the work ethic stuff, that when it follows you from college, then it, it gets, like, uh, reiterated, reiterated in the pros, then it's probably something there. It's kind of that smoke fire thing I mentioned. And it followed him. And the Seahawks were like, we don't care. Uh, you're really good. And uh, our pass rush in the preseason was bad. It was one of those things where the Seahawks needed to make a move, which has been talked about up until the point they'd made the trade. Mm-hmm. And they feel that this move, work ethic or not, <laughs> it will work out. That's well, what they want. They want him to go in there, rush the passer, get sacked, put pressure, give the cornerbacks a chance, give the linebackers a chance. That's what they're looking for right now. And with Clowney, I think that's what's going to happen. Well, here's the other other thing, too. Yes, by the way, everything you just said. I mean, if your secondary is going to be shaky, you should have a great pass rush. And you always need a good pass rush. Bad, there's no bad teams out there. There's no great teams out there with bad pass rushers. you got to be able to get to the quarterback. But the Seahawks, uh, the word that gets thrown around is like the win-now mode when they make a deal like this. They got thrown around with the Jimmy trade and the and the um, the Dwayne trade. The Seahawks are always in win-now mode. L- listen to all these trades they made. Marshawn, I believe that was a midseason trade. Percy Harvin, Jimmy Graham, you know, Dwayne Brown, Sheldon Richardson. They traded for they trade for elite talents like all the time. They are always in a win now mode because John Snyder realizes, look, we got Russell. We got to just try to win every year. It don't matter what else is going on with the team. We just try to win every year while we got an elite quarterback. Because when you do not have one, you are probably not going to win the Super Bowl. So the the Seahawks are like always on this always compete thing, and I make fun of it. I do because it's funny. It's kind of cheesy, but it's real. And that's why they're always involved in these, like, splashy moves seemingly every offseason. And they usually don't care how the relationship was in your previous place. Like, if you, as long as you weren't in jail, and even then, Michael Kendricks might have gone there when they, when they picked him up. They were like, look, Pete said it today. He's like, I don't care how it was back then. Yeah, his motor wasn't all there in South Carolina. You know what? I don't care. Dwayne says it's good. I see the tape. He's with us now. Send it. And that, you know... I can I can commend the Seahawks for that because you got to go all in every year you have you can't waste Russ's prime. Now they wasted a little bit putting five fat dudes out there asking them to block, but they got five good old linemen now, and now they have what? How many great pass rushers? At least Ziggy and Ansa or Ziggy and Clowney was nasty. That's a good. That's, that's a great that, combo. We can just go there. Great. That's combo. a lot better than they had a month ago. I like Cassius. <laughs> I like Quentin Jefferson, but dang Ziggy. And they upgraded. This is the, oh well. This is like, this is like the super duper upgrade. This is like, you you just sell your Volvo and hop in like a Maserati. Like this is real deal. You were flying with passengers. Now you got a PJ, a private jet. Uh yeah. This is like <laughs> that you know flying Spirit, and now yeah you're on the PJ. That's and nice. Spirit's bad. I will never find out. Oh, I flew Spirit once, and I I remember not. that discussion. You yeah, no, it wasn't it was, good for you. No, it was it was it it, it was it was not great. Uh, but aside from the clowny trade. There was some other stuff that happened, Chris, over the weekend. I know you're in D.C. <laughs> you may, may have missed it. Uh, but uh. as far as, like, projecting the roster, I think we did all right. You know, they cut J.B. 
That was that was that was that doesn't count, man. That hurt my heart when they cut Jerron Brown. That shouldn't even count because they brought him back. I was well, it counts because look, it was they, they cut Jerron Brown, which didn't make any that sense. That didn't make any sense. Especially when you got a hurt DK. Gary Jennings ain't had no catches. You kept Malik Turner, who I like, but ain't had no catches in preseason. Who else they keep? Oh well, uh, yeah, DK is hurt and David Moore is hurt. I so. mean, those are the two guys that are hurt that you keep, and then you don't even bring. You just cut Jerron. But once. Once everything settled, it, it kind of made sense. There was cash that needed to be. Well, here's the thing about the cash, right? Like, I was under the impression that, you know, so first it got reported that when Jerron Brown got cut, it was like, a, oh, you know, uh, it's a cap casualty. I think it was Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that tweeted that he was a cap casualty of the um, Jadavian Clowney trade. Jadavian Clowney had the $15.9 million uh, franchise tag. Now we learn that Houston's going to pick up half of that because – Good God, Chris! What the hell is Houston doing? <laughs> We're gonna get rid of you and pay you half oh and half. God, yeah. <laughs> so Seahawks are only picking up eight million on the tab. JB was only making two point seven. Trading Barkevius Mingo that dumped four million right there. So I ne- and the Seahawks aren't cash trapped as it is. So I kind of never really kind of bought the idea that they needed to make that move for money. It okay. just felt like they just don't like JB, and that could that have could been be it, right? Because yep. JB's nice. Am I tripping? JB is very nice, and we've I've mentioned him. What was that? I think it was the second preseason game or the first one when he was going off, and I'm saying that he looked similar to what he was doing last season, except for he hit a halt, and then it was over. He ended the season with I think 13 catches and five touchdowns, which is crazy, but that production it just stopped. But I think he was back on track again. Him and Russ were finding that that rhythm, and then they cut him which made absolutely no sense because I thought he was a lock to I mean I'm I'm 99 I'm I know for a fact I said he was a lock to make the team. That's what I did say. The starters were Tyler Lockett, JB, DK, and that's pretty much how I had it. And you had it a little similar. You took DK out and you had and who'd you have in? David Moore? David Moore as the starters? Had, yeah, yeah, that's who you had you had David Moore said DK. And I'm think perfect. And then they cut him and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait." Have you seen the roster? Like, who's <laughs> and this is the the part of the business that people don't really get to understand. Like some fans do, and I figure a lot of our listeners do. What they do a lot of times with veterans, which they did with uh, Geno Smith and fullback Nick Bellore too, is when you're uh, I think it's four years of accrued seasons. You're a vested veteran, is what it's called. They can cut you around this time, and you don't hit the waiver wire. You're just free. So that way you can you can choose your next destination. So if the Seahawks come to JB or Geno or Nick and say, Hey, look, we're gonna cut you. Stay here, don't leave. I'll be right back. Well, you know, don't really say that. But they say, stay here. We will bring you back. We just got to flip some things. Hey, what movie is that from? What, I'll be right back? Stay here, I'll be right back. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Okay, yeah, that's uh, Rush Hour. There we know. go, Rush yeah. Hour 2, classic, continue. Anyway, that's a good <laughs> good movie reference. By <laughs> but, like, m- teams say that, and it's up to the player and the agent to trust that it's real because teams are going to call. Yes. You know, a team like Indy could have called Geno Smith and said, hey, we want you to back up Jacoby Brissett right now. What's up? And Gino had to trust in the Seahawks. Be like, nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna stay here. The Seahawks then could have just brought back Paxton Lynch, and now Gino's out of a job. <laughs> like, they could have done the same thing to JB and the same thing to Nick. But th- that type of stuff is why those guys are back. It's why you cut those guys instead of another guy people wanted cut, Shaquem Griffin, who also made the team. They kept actually kept BBK too. I just yeah. didn't keep both of those guys. It worked. They figured it out. I, I always knew a healthy Shaquem was gonna stay on the team. Guys, listen, it don't necessarily have to do with football. Just, you know what I mean? I don't have to go further. 
keeping Shaquem. I mean, it's about football. They don't think like Shaquem sucks. I get a lot of people in my mentions that like think like Shaquem sucks. Shaquem doesn't suck. I actually think Shaquem's really good. But the Seahawks believe A that he has a lot of potential and B that come on man, his twin brothers on the team. Like they're a package deal. That's just how it goes at this point. But what sucks in terms of like the business of it now, no Austin Calitro. Yeah. That kinda hurt. That was weird I liked too. Austin. That was weird. Every I thought... team needs like a big buff bald linebacker, <laughs> don't you think? They don't have one. Not anymore at least. Uh no, everyone else has hair. Barkevius yeah. is gone even though they put him at DN. He he had hair though. Uh. Yeah. What? It was receding, but he had hair. <laughs> you Don't right play Barkevius <laughs> like that. Come on, bro. It was receding, but he did have hair. Yeah, he had hair. Who else had KJ ooh, K, KJ's almost there. KJ KJ is, is he is the closest. Ooh. He might be he, he might be there. Actually, side note, you want to talk about people who's losing their hair. Tyler Lockett did a I want you to listen right now. Go to Tyler Lockett's Twitter. And there's a video of him opening what I believe is an Emmy Award oh, from Kansas State. Whatever he's opening. It honestly doesn't matter. The first like 10 seconds of the video are what's important here because he is looking down as he opens the box and the camera just catches the top of his head oh, and it looks like the Red Sea done parted. Oh, oh it looks so bad. I can see why Jermaine and Fetty was like telling him to cut his hair because, <laughs> oh, bro, it looks... <laughs> He's uh, he's almost there. He's almost coming full home. That's that's pretty bad. It happened to Mike Davis in 2017. He had to cut it all off and go bald. Tyler's almost there. Tyler's We're praying for there. you, Tyler. I mean, if come on home, man. If it happens, <laughs> it happens. It's cool. I mean, we're we're saying that from a place of privilege. We both we have, have hair. <laughs> both have you know. You got the waves going. I have a full full head. But I mean, I wanted to point that out. I had to poke some fun at Tyler. No, it's all good. Because well, that was such a bad look. Started with Calitro though. But it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I do feel bad for Austin. I, what do you think? Somebody I think, picks him up? I think so. I yeah. mean, he's a seasoned veteran. Well, he's only, I mean, a couple couple years. He's a vet now. Uh, yeah. After that third year, man. this is. I think this is year three for him. Year three for him. He started before, so there's that. Who knows? Seahawks might even bring him back. Uh, yeah, they could. They could, but who knows? And if the Seahawks do not, I think he will find a, a home elsewhere because he is a talented linebacker in this game. It's just unfortunate it wasn't able to work out with the Seahawks, which was weird. But hey, you bring it, you keep Shaquem, keep BBK. They got to figure something out. They felt that Calitro was the guy that had to let go, and that's the decision that they made. I want to skip. I know they cut J.D. McKissick and Cassius Marsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are two little lower level moves. I can see why they made both of them. You have Clowney, you don't need Cassius. You have a healthy C.J. Prosize. Fingers crossed, you don't need J.D. <laughs> I want to go back to Clowney real quick before we get into some listener questions, Chris. Do you think he's do you think he's here long term? And there were there there were three options when they made the deal, right? It's keep it because he can't sign a, a new deal while he's with Seattle. He just can't. Got to get his eight ro- million, ro- is it? Rule, ro- yeah, eight million. Yep. The rules just just stipulate he cannot do that. So there were three options at the end of the year. You tag him again. I forget what the tag number would be. I would imagine something in the teens in terms of millions on a second tag, probably like nineteen. Um, the other option is to give him a long term deal. What they weren't willing to do for Frank. I think he'd be like 27 entering next year. And the other option is to let him walk. And you get a 2021 compensatory pick, more likely than not. It'll probably be a third-round pick because Clowney's really good and he'd make a lot of money on that new deal. Do you think now that one of those options has been eliminated, the Seahawks agreed to not 
tag him again. I don't know if that's like actually written in the contract, if that's an unspoken thing. I would imagine that if Pete Carroll confirmed it, it is actually written into the deal that they cannot do that. I think it's written in the Russell Wilson's deal that he cannot be tagged at the end of his contract extension. So between letting him walk and paying him a long-term deal, what do you think happens at the end of the year? I think they let him walk. Mm-hmm. I think this is a chance that the Seahawks are willing to take with a one-year win- rental. They want to compete against the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, my goodness. I got it right. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> and they want to see what they can do. And they think having him with the one-year deal, they're still going to have Ziggy, hopefully. They can keep. They can get another password, another defensive end. That's the goal. And then also you'll have everyone back. LJ Carr will have one year under his belt in a few games. Yep. Hopefully he's healthy. Rasheem Green Rasheem. being like year three. Real, year three. Okay. There's more youth on the team. Now, David could also take a pay cut, but we know that's not going to no, happen. No, that doesn't sound like that's going to happen. No. If that was the case, he probably would have stayed in Houston. Or maybe he didn't like Houston that much. I mean, let's That's be, true. That's I mean, true. There, there is a percentage that he could stay in Seattle for a pay cut. I mean, let's say they win the Super Bowl, right? And well, then he's really not going to want a pay cut. He's like, I helped you guys win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Nobody takes a pay cut after well, the Super Bowl. I guess well, I can't, some people do. But. I can't say that then in that situation. There is a way that maybe the Seahawks can keep his interest. But ultimately, I do see him just walking away and going and get getting the most that he possibly can in this age in this era today where DNs are getting a lot of money. I mean, we just saw Lawrence make a, get, make a lot of money. Frank Clark just got a bag. And now you have another guy under David Clowney who is willing to take that risk and come to Seattle. And now he's also looking, eyeing, hey, if I can get this number of sacks, maybe this team will give me a max contract to go play for them. Well, see, here's what I, th- I think, and this is going to be the last thing on, on, on Clowney, at least for now. We're going to talk about him a lot this year, uh, obviously. But I think the uh, scenario would be almost like uh, what happened to Ansa last year where he gets banged up, you know, and, and can't hit the market and make a lot of money. KJ, like KJ was too, where he gets banged up and can't, like, command a lot of money on the market. And he's like, well, I really like it in Seattle. You know, they got a good culture. Let's say Seattle goes to, like, the divisional round still, the wild card round again. He's like, yo, okay, I'm on a playoff team uh, once again. I'm here with a good organization, good quarterback. I'm not going to be able to hit the market and demand what I want. I'll stay here. I think that's that's probably the best-case scenario for Seattle, I, I think. I mean, obviously there's a world where – he still he does something like Earl, knock on wood, breaks his leg and still gets the bag. <laughs> I mean, if Earl could get the bag off of a broken leg, then maybe Clowney can too. I think that's the only way he stays here. I'm with you. I think they let him. They let him walk because you know what? John Schneider loves comp picks. <laughs> Why he loves comp picks so much? I'm not really sure. I mean, I get it, but you can always finesse picks. Picks are like True. salary cap space. There's never a t- you you never don't have salary cap space. That was a double negative. Hold on, let me fix that. You can always make salary cap space if you so choose. I mean, the Seahawks employ a guy whose job is to manage the salary cap and create space if need be. His name is Matt Thomas. So there's always money available. There's always space available if you want it to be. Just like you can always acquire picks if you you know how to finesse the game. So, yeah, John loves the comp picks, so I think that's what he'll look at with Clowney. But, hey, Chris, we get one year of Clowney. That's I'll exciting. It. I'll take it. It's oh, going to be yeah. exciting. It's going to be fun. He's the best edge rusher Pete Carroll's ever had. I can't wait till we do a film breakdown on Clowney. Oh, that will be fun. That's going to be cool. It'll just be him running through <laughs> offensive guards. He might get us a, on a, third a, down. a cool few finesse moves where he just dodges the defender, doesn't even get touched. I want him to just take someone's head off like he did that Michigan cat. Trivia question before we move on. Do you know the Michigan running back's name that he decapitated in I'm the outback I'm guessing he's in the NFL. I don't believe he is. No, I do not. His name is Vincent Smith. Wow. Yeah, I, 
I didn't know either. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> he didn't make it to the league? I don't think he made it out of that game, bro. He got his <laughs> head taken off. <laughs> what do you mean? Have you seen that? Oh, it was... He's probably dead. Oh, God, oh, Mike. Shoot, knock on, on wood. Let me, no, let me Google that. Make sure he's not really dead. That'd be really That's why I said knock on wood. Hold on. No, wait. Because <laughs> if he's really dead, that you know how awkward that would be? Okay, let's see. Did he... Okay, no, he's not dead. Okay, cool. Oh, wait. No, that's not him. Damn it. Dang, there's another Vincent Smith? I mean, that's not like... Too... Okay, cool. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Whew. I was gonna be nervous, man. Yeah, no, no. He's 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 around. He's around. Okay. Whew. Close call. You never know around these days. Jeez, you know? Mike, that was brutal. You you had me a little nervous there, man. I don't know why I was so nervous about him potentially being dead, but for some reason, I just said. Well, you never know. Anything can happen. I just he didn't I get just... killed on the. He didn't physically die on the field, but boy, did he get cleaned up. Uh, yeah, no, got his head taken off. Anyway, we got listener questions. It is that time. We do. We, we got, got a lot. Him. I know. I want to <laughs> give him. How much time are we at right now? We got we got, we got time. time. We can yeah. get it. we get through right, it. We'll cool. be all right. I want to give everybody's questions. Look like we got some good ones. I want to give everybody's question the time it deserves. Let's kick things off with our former Coog alumni, Kurt. He wants to know at Kurt. How you say his last name? Schroeder. Schroeder. I TV. think so. Hey Kurt, let me know if I got that wrong. I think it's Schroeder. <laughs> he wants to know how many more wins do the Hawks get this season with the addition of Clowney. So I don't think individual players in the NFL are worth that many wins other than quarterbacks. I think honestly, like even a player like Aaron Donald, as great as he is, is probably only worth like two or three. Uh, I think Clowney is a really good player, but he's maybe worth what, like a half a win, another like a win. So if you had the Seahawks at like 10, maybe you put him at like 10 and a half. Yeah, or like you get him to 11. You know, you could squeeze them there. I think they're really, really elite players that are worth multiple games that aren't quarterbacks, by the way. Like Aaron Donald, multiple games. Um, Luke Keekley, multiple games. Von Miller, multiple games. Khalil Mack, multiple games. Bobby Wagner, multiple games. I do believe that. Earl Thomas, multiple. I think the Seahawks win two more games with just by having Earl. I think they beat the Rams one of those times, and they don't lose to the Niners with Nick freaking Mullins. That's two wins right there. Jesus Christ. So I think probably another win. So if I had them at 10 and 6, this probably just pushes them to 11 and 5. But that's me. 11 and 5 is a damn good team. Yeah. That's a team that should make the division around, if you ask me. That's fair. Next up, we have Stuart Court. Oh, Stu. That's my man. Stu underscore Court. Yeah, he's in London. My man. Does the team trust our guy, CJP, more than Penny? And if people don't know who CJP is, CJ Prosize. Um, trust him more? No, they can't. They can't. I think they believe Rashad is a better player, but they can't trust CJ to be healthy. Because he just, I mean, the track record. I love, I don't love the man. I like, I really like CJ. You enjoy watching him play. Yeah. I mean, well, I think great cool, I've talked to him, you know, that doesn't have nothing to do with football. A cool cat. Like, so I'm not going to, like, I like the dude. But, I mean, he's been hurt every year. He's ended, yeah, he's ended every regular season hurt. Now, he came back for the playoffs his rookie year, but he's been hurt every year. And it's a different injury every time. Like, you, you can't count on that. You can't believe in that. All you can see is that when he is healthy, does he produce? And the answer is yes. To be Absolutely. honest, a healthy CJ Procise is probably just as good as Rashad Penny. Yeah or no? I would, I mean, this might be a little flagrant, but I think he's better. A healthy CJ is better than a healthy Rashad? He, I think he is number two. We saw that with Mike Davis last season. Perhaps. He was better, and he showed it, and he kept playing, and he got a big check with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's the production that I think CJ can bring, but to your previous point of his injuries and him not making it through a whole season, can the Seahawks trust him? 
Probably That's not. Okay. Pro- probably not. I hope they can, but probably not. Got it. Yep. Wow. See, healthy Rashad. A healthy CJ better than a healthy Rashad, huh? Yeah. I think it's definitely worth a conversation. I want to know if what everyone else thinks about that one. That might be a hot take. I don't know if it's hot. I mean, we'll see. We'll let the people decide <laughs> if it's hot. I think it's hot. All right. Our next one is from Mauricio at Gnarly Rad Dad. Oh, that's a familiar face. What up? What up? Appreciate the love. Why are the Seahawks keeping Nick Ballore? <laughs> he read something that they only used Trey Madden on 8% of snaps last year. That is really bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know why Pete keeps a fullback, to be honest. I mean, I know why. He believes in using a fullback still. Like, that's that's just his philosophy. He believes you need one. I don't think you do. There's two positions I think can get phased out rather easily because you can teach other guys with similar uh, builds to do them, and I think it's long snapper. You could probably teach your center to do that. I'm pretty sure you can, and you can eat a roster spot there. I'm surprised teams aren't already doing that, to be quite honest. Uh, B, uh, I think it's going to be fullback. Stick your tight end back there and teach him to block. You're already having him block anyway, right? I mean, I've seen defensive tackles play fullback, right? You can you can do it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I've seen, Nick's a former linebacker. So, I, I mean, I know why, but I don't know why. Like, I think Nick might play like 12% of the offensive snaps this year. With most of those being... That's a 4% raise. And uh, I don't know what the Trey Madden usage was. I'd have to go back and look. But it was low. It was really low. It'd be, they'd play a whole game, and they play like five snaps. It'd be ridiculous. So I don't know why he is. I mean, I get it, but I think it's it's not smart. I think it's a bad use of a roster spot. I think when you have to make tough decisions at like linebacker and safety and, and receiver and O-line, that it's worth it to just not have a fullback and teach someone like Will Disley to do it. Hell, have George Fant do it. All these guys you're paying to block. Have them block at fullback. That's what I would do. Easy substitution there. Our next question is from Danny at DBHawks19. With how this defense is constructed, people keep saying the Seahawks are in nickel a lot of the year over the last few years. Do you expect they go base over nickel more than 50% of the time? Possibly completely swap what they've been doing? Man, that's an intricate question. What was that name on that? It was from Danny. At DBHawks19. Oh, I recognize that that Twitter name. Uh, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, the answer is no. I think that the defense they run isn't necessarily about strategy as much as it's about uh, what the other teams are doing. Like, if the other teams are going to be in eleven personnel, which is with basically three receiver sets, you just can't be in your base defense unless you got linebackers who can cover guys like Cooper Cup. Are there linebackers who can cover Cooper Cup? <laughs> you don't know linebackers in the league that can cover Cooper Cup. No, ain't no linebackers in the league that can yeah. So unless you guys have, I mean, think about it on the flip side of that. Like the Seahawks are trying out a lineup that has like Doug Baldwin, P. Rich, and Tyler Lockett, you know, in 2017. You have to switch your personnel because your linebacker is going to get toasted by Doug or get toasted by uh, Tyler. You know, the way teams are using their, pro- even when a big slot guy, like I've seen Jordy Nelson play slot, Larry Fitzgerald play some slot. You, linebackers just can't cover those guys. And, you know, your safeties probably can't cover them either. So you really need your safety has to cover the tight end. So it's just a personnel thing that everyone else is doing rather than the Seahawks believing nickel's the best way to win. I mean, in a way they do, but it's more like, yo, everyone else is hucking it. So we can only only play our base defense on running downs and we can play the Ravens. <laughs> For real. Or the, who else is the team that runs the Rock? Uh, Dallas. Dallas runs the Rock, too. That's basically it. All two teams. Yeah, I mean, some teams use a fullback. The Niners still use one, but... For the most part, 
everyone's hucking it. So you yeah. gotta you gotta put more DBs on the field to match that. That's just kind of how it goes. Nickel and dime. You need more speed on the field. Yeah, dime, nickel. You need all that. All right. Our next one comes from Dave Sayers at Sayers Eight. Does John Schneider win GM General Manager of the Decade despite never being GM of the Year? I don't think anyone can win GM of the Decade other than the you know Bill Belichick just because I mean in the last decade how many times have they gone to the Super Bowl too many I don't want to talk about that they guy. just did they just win one yeah they just won they beat the Falcons lost to the Eagles lost to the Giants and beat the Seahawks all in the last yeah that's the last five, five years. years that's no that's the last five trips I think that's I think that was the last five so yeah no I mean those your there's your GM of the decade runner-up would maybe be John Snyder no, I, I, I will give him that because I mean, just drafting Russ within the last decade is huge, right? Drafting Bobby, forming the Legion of Boom, is worth it. But that's runner up. I mean, right now though, I'm gonna tweet this too after the show. John Snyder probably leads the league in celebratory beers this offseason. <laughs> no lie, he has been hitting it on the money. When they signed uh, Michael Kendricks, they're probably like, "Oh, this is a steal. He's not going to jail. We're good." Uh, you know, because if if it was guaranteed that he wasn't going to jail, I bet you other teams would take Michael Kendricks. He'd have a market. So there's one getting KJ back for the low, getting DJ Fluker back for the low, not overpaying for Justin Coleman, flipping Frank into a bunch of picks, and then flipping those picks into. Decent players, and then being (laughs) able to then have the room to get man, come on, man, extending Russell on a good deal, getting a good deal for Bobby. No, man, come on, man, you can't, you can't, you can't. This offseason, he's winning. This one for the decade, though, it's you got, you got to go a hoodie bill, man. They win the Super Bowl. That's, I mean, you can't argue with winning the Super Bowl. You just can't. Got it. Our next one is from Ryan Turner at Turns Forty Four. Looking forward to the season. The Dust has settled on the Clowny trade along with the cuts and resignings. What is the ceiling for this team now? Keep killing it, guys. Thanks for the love, Ryan. Appreciate you. Oh, that's another one I uh, recognize. I don't know why I keep pointing at Chris's computer when you guys read the question. I'm just, I can feel like they can see us. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, my bad. Read the question again. No, I got you. He just oh, no, what's the ceiling? Uh, I think, yeah, it's still like 11 wins. I don't know, Chris. What do you, I want to let you answer this. Do you, can they win the Super Bowl? No, mm-hmm. scratch that. Can they win the division now they have Clowney? They can win the division. I think it's a possibility. Will they? I don't think so. I think having Clowney for two years would be this year is the first year he gets into the Seahawks defense. Second year would be now we can beat the Rams. It'd be tough for him to go out one year, get a player like that, and win. It can be done, but it's hard as hell to do in any sport. NBA, NFL, you name it. It's tough to just one year erase some things, and now you beat the top team that's been there the past two seasons. It's not easy. It can be done, but I don't see it happening this year. Okay. I like your answer. You That's get to it. answer questions every once in a while. I don't need blue to moon. Do I need to? No, you, you got it. Every blue moon. I don't mind it, you yeah, know. I think that was a good answer. Appreciate you. The next one, from Corbin McDonald. What's up, Corbin? Wait a, wait a minute. Where did Corbin ask? <laughs> this is my man's, by the way. That's why I don't <laughs> At Just Corb, Corbin wants to oh, know. Oh, see. <laughs> go ahead. You can go ahead and read it. How badly am I about to beat Michael Sean Dugar in fantasy this week? I'm going to smoke Corbin. Next question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to watch what I do to Corbin this week. Dwayne. My team is so nasty. We got Dwayne out here at DSHD Shanek. Man, that's a tough one. D Shanek. I'm going to say D Shanek and go with it. Do you think Clowney and Ziggy will combine for more than 20 sacks? Oh, over unders. I love it. We got a whole piece about over unders coming out this week. Um, 20? 20? 20? I would say they probably hit about 18. 
Ooh, that's close. I would, yeah, no, I think that's a good over under, wasn't it, Dwayne? That's yes. a good over under, Dwayne. I would go with probably like 11 for Clowney, mm-hmm. which would be a career high, and then probably about, how do you get seven? What did I say? 18? How do you get there? Carry hey, one, let's play by two, divide by seven. Okay, seven for uh, for Ziggy. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That was just some hard math. I don't, math. I don't I do math, bro. In my head. So I'm I would good. say 11 for Clowney, seven for Ziggy. So okay. 18. Sounds Maybe they good. hit 19. 20 is a lot. No, it is. 20 would be like the, one of the better duos in the league, I think. Yeah, I think so. You real hard way. for another. I, I think like that's 20 is something like what Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are gonna do. Either way, or Melvin get, Ingram in the in the non-racist Bosa. If you get 20, man, that as you said, that's up there with one of the top in the league. But yeah, that's it's a lot of sacks between two guys. But it, it's definitely possible. It's a good question, though. I, I think the, I'll take the under on that. If you're if you're gambling, take the under on 20 sacks combined for Ziggy and Clowney. Ziggy and Clowney is a great like name for a cop show. <laughs> I'm betting that will be a line shortly if it's not already. Teague at Old Man Jenkins 08. The D-line seems pretty solid now with some frontline guys, but it's still pretty thin after that. Is it still the weakest position group on the team? Love the podcast. Thanks, guys. Hey, appreciate you, man. Thank you. I don't think it's the weakest position group. If I had to rank them off the top of my head, I'd probably go... Are we counting quarterback as a position group? I would say quarterback is okay. one. Linebacker is probably two. O-line is probably three. Running back, four. Um, let's see here. D line would be five. So, well, maybe running back and D line are probably pretty even. Receiver still pretty weak. We don't know what the, the offense will look like without Doug. We still don't. We imagine it'll look great. But we just still don't know. Secondary still not great. Uh, so I would go. It's probably the receiver group. To be honest, there's just not a lot of proven talent there. There's just really bad. So I, I would go. Receiver's probably still the weakest. D-line looks great now. I mean, hell, if you're starting D-line in week seven, is is, is Ziggy Ansah, Puna Ford, Jaron Reed? And J.D.? Uh, Jay Clowney? Clowney? Oh, my. You know, with L.J. Collier in rotation? Oh, Quentin yeah, Jefferson, Quentin Jefferson goes from starter to then now he's a rotational guy. Who's, you know, Rasheem Green. So, Brandon, I, I like Brandon Jackson, too. I don't know how long he'll be active, but I like it. I think that's that's one of the better groups in the league. Uh, on the team, right there with the O-line. The O-line looking pretty good. Okay, perfect. Our next question comes from Tom. Man. Are you struggling with a name? Let me take a look. Oh, Tom Lay. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Ledoux Fromage. Oh, Ledoux Fromage? It's a movie where that's from. Well, you know what? Classic movie because I am fumbling it right now. But he wants to know, who will make a bigger impact this year out of the rookie wide receivers? Another great question. Oh, is that from Dexter's Laboratory? I feel like I've seen that before. Anyway, I'm sorry. Read the question one more time. No, you're good. No, you're good. Who will make a bigger impact this year out of the rookie wide receivers? Another good question. Just out of all of them? All of them. Rookie wide receivers. So um, Jennings, Ursua, the think, whole squad. I mean, it'll it'll probably be Ursua. You know, I don't know. I think because I, I think like Tyler gets penciled in as like only slot because Doug's out now. But if you look at his numbers, Tyler's played outside just as often. No, as but he just wants to know about the rookie wide receiver. I know, but this oh, is this is getting is, into my answer okay. is that Tyler plays a lot of outside as much as he plays slot. So when Tyler's lined up, you can have basically what I'm saying is you can have Tyler and John on okay. the field together. Got That's it. the short version of that because Tyler is short. 
but he can also be an outside receiver. He's played a lot of outside receiver in his career. So he's going to do that. That's why it was important to keep a guy like John and a guy like Gary who could also play inside. You know, even David can play inside. JB can play inside. Uh, but I basically, I just think there's room for John and Tyler to coexist. And if there is, you got guys like David who are banged up. Uh, DK, we'll see how he holds up. Uh, I think it can probably be John. With It's going to be close. I would, it's, it's real close. If someone thinks DK, I would say that's fine, too. Okay. That's fair. Our next one is from JG at Jin Soul. Do you think Shaquem will get any sacks this year? Hey, you should, you're getting some hard at names today, brother. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying you having to read them. You're getting, it's all some, good, you're getting some hard ones. The question is about Shaquem getting sacks. Do you think he'll get any sacks this year? Mmm. Another good over under. So if we put the sack number at 0.5 for the over under, um, I would probably go with over. I think you can get one. All it takes is one blitz, bro. <laughs> for real, Shaquille Griffin had one his rookie year. Shaquille as corner. a corner, yeah, that's... an outside corner at that. You know, so if you can do that, then I think I think Shaquille can get one. Shaquille's faster than Shaquille too. Fun fact of the day. Well, I mean, he ran a faster 40. And he said the last time they raced, they called it a tie, which is like, why would you have someone like judge the race at the finish line? They we know you see. and Ben didn't tie. I, I want Ben to know. Hey, so you brought that up, not me. <laughs> I think he thinks that I keep bringing it up. People keep asking me about it. I feel like an athlete now. People are like, bro, why you keep putting my name in your mouth, bro, and all your interviews? It's like, bro, they keep asking me about you. That's, you know. Hey, go watch the tape. It's still on Twitter. That, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is. And it our is. last question before we get out of here is from Sir Acha. At yo underscore gr yogur, has Cliff or any other Seahawks been working? Reached out to Clowney to welcome him and give him the insight on the team. Also, part two of the question. Also, attempt to describe the front seven on defense with all. I think that's cut off. Let me see all the star power present. So the first part uh, about Cliff and those guys is too too soon. I'm not sure. I mean, like Clowney said, he's still trying to figure out where the cafeteria is at. Like <laughs> for real. I mean. It's upstairs, but <laughs> <laughs> the place isn't that big. But I feel what he what he what he's saying. I mean, it's big room. There's signs. It's it's cool. Though. It's I, upstairs. I, I mean, just follow everybody else. Bro. Anyway, uh, I think that'll take some time. Cliff does reach out to those dudes. Like he's he's he you know he works with Cassius. You know he talked to Rasheem. Uh, you know the, the guys in the room are very familiar with Cliff, and he works out. He helps those guys. When they, when they need it And he sometimes He just reaches out On his own too As he mentioned When he was on our podcast Go listen to that Plug of our own show uh, So I think that'll Just take some time Also Clowney's probably Already better than Cliff ever was So I mean Just saying I mean not to say He can't learn nothing Just like Clowney's not No developmental project Bro he's He probably can have An all pro year here. Like he's nasty Really nasty Future Hall of Famer uh, I don't know about that I don't know about that You gotta get to You gotta Hot at least take. make All pro for that Pro Bowl is nice. A lot of dudes make the Pro Bowl. A lot of dudes do not make All Pro. All Pro means you are elite. That's why Richard Sherman got up to talking crazy to Skip Bayless. Like, look, Skip, I am elite. I'm an All Pro. I'm better than you at life. <laughs> and he wasn't was, wrong. He was not. He was yeah, not that wrong. was tough pill there. Did, was there a second part to that question? The last part of that was attempt to describe the front seven on defense with all the star power present. This kind of feels like... It kind of feels like last year when the remember the Rams compiled all that talent, 
and we thought we were doomed. I think it was more the Eagles when they had everybody. They thought they were going to the Super Bowl. I know it was more DBs and everything, but they had... Yeah, I remember the one Vince yeah, Young called them the I, dream team or yeah, whatever. But I, I like your point about the Rams. That makes more sense. I just don't remember who was on that Eagles team, so I, I know what you're talking about. I, I don't, don't either. That's why I was hoping you would catch me and help me here. No, I, I know what team you're talking about. I just can't <laughs> the remember. The players, yeah. Yeah. I don't, but I, the Rams are a better Well, remember comparison. last year the Rams went and got Akeem Tlaib. They went and got Marcus they Peters. They had Sue. And they went and got Indomitian Sue. And it was just like defense was awful. It was like, yo, they're not playing fair, and they weren't because they went to Super Bowl. And then they also drafted Cooper Cup. Yeah, Jesus and they, they the crazy thing was they just still gave up thirty points per game. They were really bad on defense. They gave up a lot of points. Uh, they definitely and they scored a lot of points. They couldn't stop the run, which was like weird. Yeah, that was actually really weird. They like the Seahawks. I think one of those games. I think the one in L.A. Get this. They ran for 273 <laughs> yards. <laughs> what the hell? And still oh, lost, by the way. So much, for, so much for establishing the run. <laughs> Man, just saying. Just just throwing that out there. But, yeah, this this defense is nasty, bro. Yeah, it it really reminds me of the last year when the Rams just, like, had a, an embarrassment of riches at on their defense. It feels like that. Clowny, Ziggy. Clowny and Ziggy. If you said last year that the Seahawks ended up with Clowny and Ziggy, He'd be like, yo, the Seahawks going to be nasty. Yeah. Then Puna Ford is nasty. And they go spend the first round pick on a DN. I think the the younger guys are going to even develop faster now. They have. Well, they have no choice. You get cut. That's my point. They're going to get. Puna Ford's only going to get better. I mean, these guys are hungry. Yeah, there's guys in front of them, but they want the opportunity. They want to shine. They want to do these things as well. They want to get paid. It's going to be a very fun Seahawks season. I mean,. Has been always, I guess. I think by week seven, the Seahawks will have the best front line in the league. Front seven, I mean. That's so scary. include Bobby KJ and Kendrick. That is scary. That's that's yeah, that's unfair. That's unfair. But we want to thank you guys for all the Twitter questions. Damn, we appreciate that was a lot. it. It was like seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> a new record. Yes, yeah, definitely. We can top that, guys. They should trade for Clowney every week. <laughs> they should. Yeah. No hot take this week. I'm gonna let you ride. I'll First games it. next Sunday. We're excited for that. We have new, another podcast coming later this week. Oh, I think the Seahawks will cover. Oh, that's not a hot take, but if you're a gambler, the spread is nine and a half. Take it. They'll cover it. The Bengals stink. Well, there's a hot take right there. Mike, is there anything else you want to add before we shake, man? Uh, the Bengals stink is not a hot take, is it? Well, taking the nine and a half. I mean, nine God, and a half is a, a big of, spread in the NFL. <laughs> take it. Take it. Seahawks at home? Take it. Damn, there are two possessions. Uh, yeah. No, that's a big spread in the NFL. <laughs> take the points. All right. Well, it's been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. I want to thank you guys for listening. You can listen now anywhere. It's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, you name it. Oh God, you just say every platform. Man, Are we on I, every platform. I want to say it if they get it. That's they, true. They might hit us with the, hey, what about this one? It's on there. And if not, I will get it on there. Yes, there you go. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>